Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. My co-host is not with us today, but I have a very special guest all the way from Seattle, Pierre-Yves Buteau. How's it going today, Pierre? It's going well. How are you, Larson? I'm well. I'm well. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us your story. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from France, and um, I went to PT school in the U.S., uh, down in Florida, and uh, ended up staying here. So uh, I've been a PT for over 20 years now, and I practice in Seattle, uh, where I have a niche in seeing people with facial paralysis, uh, which includes Bell's palsy, Ramsey Hunt, and um, other paralysis diagnosis. And that makes about 30% of my business. So I've been following you online for, for several years now, and I've always enjoyed your, your topic and approach to practicing physio. Uh, and I've also attended your classes on extremities and TMJ, which I also treat. Um, and today, my story is in relation to using one of your ISTM tool, the Edge Star. And I've, I've had great results uh, using it with uh, my facial paralysis patients. So. Uh, lots of these patients end up with a um, significant amount of fibrotic tissue in their face, um, and generally more so if the paralysis is severe and has lasted for many more weeks or months. Uh, and, and I know people hear all the time that Bell's palsy heal on its own, but I'm here to tell you that um, 30% of patients with facial paralysis are actually left with long-term complication because uh, a lot of um, uh, complication from the soft tissue restrictions that actually happened and also can develop into the wrong movement pattern retraining, uh, which is called synchinesis. But that's a, a different topic. Um, so anyway, using the edge tool, um, that has allowed me to, uh, to be more efficient uh, in some of the smaller area uh, of the face, uh, which uh, would make it very difficult with uh, a regular size uh, tool. So my story is uh, I had this patient with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, uh, which I guess by now people have, might have heard of. It's what Justin Bieber had recently. So uh, that was in all over the news. But um, uh, I had seen, so she had seen several practitioners uh, in the past and uh, she finally found me online. Uh, she had a very limited amount of movement. Uh, she had hyperkinesis on her strong side uh, with significant tightness there as well. And uh, as a side note, uh, the mobility of the strong side uh, should also always be addressed first uh, in order to regain symmetry of the face. So, um, uh, and I'm just plugging in a few things there because I, I know that most practitioners don't, don't see uh, facial paralysis patients. So, uh, yeah, anyway. 
uh, so like I said, that lady, she struggled progressing. Um, and I was the only person that she saw for treatment um, that was actually doing hands-on work uh, and both extra and intraorally. And I remember she had like significant restriction along the crease of her nose, like between the nose and the cheek. And with the star, the star tool, I, I worked that area for a couple of sessions. And on the second session, uh, somewhat out of nowhere, we just heard this loud pop. Um, so I was kind of freaking out a little bit about that <laughs> from, from the, the noise. So that was very concerning. Uh, but the patient was all good. And like immediately she was, she mentioned that her, her face was feeling much looser afterwards. So um, I just, okay. So I just told her, okay, well, we'll, we'll see where you at next time. And um, uh, we waited a couple of weeks and I saw her again and uh, she reported that her, her face has felt the best uh, it had since her diagnosis. And uh, objectively, she was actually showing quite a bit of improvement with the lifting of her upper lip. So, so yeah, so that's my story. Nothing too crazy, uh, but, um, you know, I, I had some good success with using the, uh, the edge tool there uh, with those patients. So just thought I shared. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I've only seen a handful of Bell's palsy patients because, you know, a good amount of them do actually spontaneously resolve. But you're definitely correct. I mean, that's like saying that all low, low back, you know, 80% of low back pain resolves in four weeks. Well, I know that's been a stat that's been around forever, but all these people still have low back pain. There's no amount of low back right. pain patients for all these different clinicians, right? Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you brought up a lot of points that me as even a TMJ specialist, it just doesn't occur to me. I mean, like I it's embarrassing almost to say that I don't look at the strong side, you know, like I would only look at the paralysis side. Um, right. Interestingly enough, though, I, I did have a patient who um, a couple years after I invented the edge tool, the, the bigger edge tool, and I didn't have the star yet. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. She came in um, with, for maybe TMJ or headache or just cervical issues, something unrelated to her Bell's palsy. And, you know, she she um, told me that her Bell's palsy at this point was already 20 years old and you know mm -hmm. nothing, yeah. could be, nothing could be done. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I said, so, okay, well, let me just see what I can do about it. So I just very lightly used the edge tool only over a couple, couple of sessions all around her masseter, her nasal area. And, um, yeah. you know, temporalis and just all, all around her jaw. And, and only after two sessions, she had perfect facial symmetry, but, wow. but you know, she couldn't, she couldn't move anything anymore, but she was just so happy that her right. droop, her eye droop and her lip droop were gone. I mean, she couldn't have cared less that she was also better about her headaches and <laughs> her neck pain. That was just a bonus, you know, because you have to look at yourself every day and it's very disconcerting, right? To see that. Yeah, it is. That, asy that asymmetry. People don't realize how powerful symmetry yeah. is in terms of the face. Yeah, it really is. And I think uh, a lot of these pe a lot of these patients are really underserved. Um, you know, most of them are, you go to the ER and you get your meds. And if you're lucky, you, you go back to your, your GP and, and then they say, well, it's going to be on its own. Come and, come and see me in six weeks. And, you know, for those people that don't really heal correctly, it's pretty disconcerting. And a lot of, uh, I think, the, and there's a lot of education as well that PT can do in, in that regard um, that, you know, but it's rare. I mean, before I, I started this, being into this niche, it, 
I probably saw two Bell's palsy patients in 15 years. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's. So uh, how'd you get into it? Uh, I actually had it myself. So I started kind of doing some research about like the best treatment because, you know, we there's a lot of um, a lot of PT will treat this with like active movement and really you shouldn't be treating you shouldn't be using active movement until you actually have some some movement because otherwise it's just like basically trying to turn on a TV that's not plugged in the wall and there's really no point to that. Uh, it should be mostly like ends on and massage and stretch in the the, the flaccid paralysis stage. And then once the paralysis stage, which when you regain movement, that's when you, you can do more neural re-ed with specific movements. And, and all these movements should be super targeted and small and controlled. Uh, um, and um, that's generally what pe not people find online, uh, you know, on YouTube or wherever. Uh, and, and I don't know, I've been there because when I treated facial paralysis patient in the, in the past, before I had it and started getting into this, that's all you could find was online. It's just those exaggerated movement. And mm -hmm. that, that's really a disservice to do this with someone that is in the flaccid paralysis stage because that can really make their face even tighter and then lead to, uh, to synchinesis, which is uh, one of the main complications of facial paralysis, so, which is super difficult to treat once it's there. Uh, and it's basically just the relearning the wrong movement pattern of the face and where you'll see the eye and the mouth moving at the same time. Uh, for example, with like eating or chewing, smiling, and you'll have the eye that closes. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, so it, that's, that's kind of where I, I am. I have patients, the patient that found me early on, it's great because they, they progress fairly fast and they, uh, so we, we basically prevent, even if they're pretty tight, we prevent that synchronicity from setting in because they're doing the right thing. They just don't keep trying to move their face when, when they don't have any movement. So, um, right. yeah, so there's a, there's a lot that can be done. Um, uh, yeah. ends on for sure. Right. It would be like trying to tell a stroke patient, just walk normally. Yeah, exactly. Or just, just, <laughs> just move normally. What's up with these? I don't believe in these. Uh, oh gosh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a neuro, neuro PT. What are those called? Those, um, synergies that they have or something. Oh, the, the, the uh, movements yeah. that are like, you know, like all linked together because of tone and they can't move certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find the, the word right now, but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, you can tell neither one of us treat stroke <laughs> patients, but I, you know, I always wondered about that too, because I've seen CP patients and I've seen, uh, you know, CP patients for MSK issues. And then yeah. I just, just say, Hey, you know what? Let me see if this soft tissue work will actually help your grip when, or your, your opposition. And, and it has between that and something like mirror box training, who someone you wouldn't yeah. think to do, you know, like these out of the box manual therapy is not just for pain. It's not just for right. uh, MSK, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. yeah. For, for facial paralysis, it's pretty important just to get that, uh, that input on the, you know, on the face just for, yeah. for brain, brain memory and, and mapping. And just so, especially for long, long-term people that don't have movement for several months at a time it's super important to have that that manual input so now, now do you think that patient who i saw after 20 years should i have actually tried to work on her motor because i just thought that I, I won't be able to restore motor i'd just be able to restore the the symmetry i mean yeah i mean i think it's worth a try i've, I've seen it with uh people that had 
that had synchronous for like 10, 15 years. And we made some improvement with that. So with their, okay. their movement pattern. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth a try. Uh, it might be kind of a very slow, slow process. And, and that's generally, I mean, I, I have a lot of patients that I see over, you know, I see once a month or every, every six weeks uh, and give them homework to work on and make sure that they're doing it right. But it's not something that progress super fast. So uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's something that, uh, that can help for sure. All right. Well, I have a patient who contacted me from Portland and was getting dry needled and said that she was willing to fly all the way to Buffalo also yeah. to see if I would dry needle her. And I'm like, well, even though I'm training it because I can't do it in New York State, but I'm like, I don't think I suggested I could do soft tissue work, but I'm just going to send her to you. <laughs> yeah. And I, so actually I can't, so that's the same thing here in Washington. We can't dry needle. I think the the acupuncture, acupuncturist lobby kind of put their kibosh on that. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's uh, there's a, a, actually there's a new research um, coming out actually of, out of uh, the Center for Facial Paralysis that's in Maryland, I think, and uh, uh, they presented at the the facial nerve uh, symposium this year, which I attended, and they are doing what's called sinky needling. So it's basically dry needling on those fibrotic tissue. Uh, and it's ultrasound guided and it's just to basically just kind of flatten that out and, and smooth it out. And uh, apparently they have good results. So I have not seen it in person or nor uh, done it myself. So I'm, I'm not sure too much, but that's, that looked quite interesting. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. all right. Well, so um, where can people find you on social media, your website, or do you have anything uh... Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. So uh, my handle is Butophysio, and uh, I do have a Facebook group called the Bell's Palsy Solution, um, uh, where I, I, I post uh, and, and guide people there. There's a lot of um, of material as well that's available, and I also have uh, the Bell's Palsy uh, tutorial, which is uh, available on my website, and um, I will um, give you a coupon code for, for this, for anyone that's interested, so. All right, thanks for coming up here. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. All right, have a good day. You too.